Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go. All right. Go ahead. The time is now. Let's do it. Here we go. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning and welcome to Wednesday. Here we are on August 2nd, 2023. So glad you're hanging out here. Coming up, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts, headlines from around the globe. Next hour... Things to look forward to in August. Stranger Than Fiction features a parking ticket petty cash crime. And we'll be talking law next hour with Greg Thurman at Thurman and Flanagan, who is uh, sponsoring our show. Attorneys at Law and online at OzarkJustice.com or give them a call 479-253-1234. Big show. Lots to go today. Thanks for being here. Good morning to you. And it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays here on Wednesday, August 2nd. Hallie Eisenberg from the Pepsi commercials, little girl from the Pepsi commercials and the Robin Williams robot movie Bicentennial Man. She's 31 today. Edward Furlong, who played John Connor in Terminator 2, is 46. Sam Worthington, who was Jake Sully in the Avatar movies, is 47. Jacinda Barrett. Kyle Chandler's wife, Diana, on the Netflix show Bloodline is 51. Kevin Smith from Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, he's Silent Bob. 53. Mary Louise Parker, who played the pot-selling mom, Nancy Botwin, on Weeds, is 59. Uh, Apollonia. Apollonia. 64 today, Prince's girlfriend in Purple Rain. Butch Patrick, who was Eddie Munster on The Munsters, is 70. Garth Hudson from The Band is 86. It's National Coloring Book Day today. And on this day in history, 1776, members of the Continental Congress began signing. Yeah, that's when the actual Declaration of Independence was signed uh, today, back in 1776. The July 4th printings that were first sent out only had the names of John Hancock, and Charles Thompson. So even after the August signing, the names of the signers were kept secret at first because, well, British retaliation was a risk. In uh, 1876, Wild Bill Hickok was shot in the head from behind and killed while playing poker at a saloon in Deadwood, South Dakota. He was holding a pair of aces and eights, which has been known at poker tables everywhere as the dead man's hand. In 1892, the Escalator was patented by George A. Wheeler. And in 1920, I'm sorry, yes, 1921, the notorious Black Sox scandal came to an end. The eight players from the Chicago White Sox were accused of fixing the 1919 World Series 
but were acquitted by a jury in Chicago. In 1923, Warren G. Harding became the sixth U.S. president to die in office from a heart attack. He was replaced by Vice President Calvin Coolidge. In 1939, Albert Einstein, a refugee from Nazi Germany at the time, wrote a letter to President Franklin Roosevelt about the power of the atom bomb and wrote, quote, A single bomb of this type carried by boat and exploded in a port might very well destroy the whole port together with some of the surrounding territory. Okay. In 1943, Navy Lieutenant John F. Kennedy re- rescued members of his crew when their PT when their boat PT-109 was sawed in half by a Japanese destroyer. In 1969, Bob Dylan surprised everyone by showing up for his 10-year high school reunion at the Moose Lodge in Hibbing, Minnesota. And in 1983, The House of Representatives voted to designate the third Monday in January a federal holiday in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The bill was signed by President Reagan in November of that same year. The movie Weird Science hit theaters on this date in 1985. In 1990, Saddam Hussein, Hussein, he led Iraq's army into Kuwait shortly before dawn. Iraqi troops captured the Kuwaiti ruler's palace and other government buildings. Then, of course, were driven out in January of 1991 by Operation Desert Storm. Okay, what else we got here? In 1998, ventriloquist Sherry Lewis of Lamb Chop died in Los Angeles at the age of 65 from uterine cancer. And in 1999, M. Night Shyamalan's The Sixth Sense starring starring, uh, Bruce Willis and Haley Joel Osment premiered in Philadelphia, it made $26.6 million in opening uh, in the opening weekend, but went on to make $294 million. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning, my friends. It's time for Random Facts. Twix is short for twin sticks. Twix. Uh, just a side note here. My son, as a youngster... Still a youngster, but uh, as a, I don't know, five or six-year-old, would always call them Twick. Can I have a Twick? Because he was asking for one of the Twicks, in which he called it a Twick. Which kind of makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Twin sticks. Your next random fact, the only person after the Founding Fathers who offered two constitutional amendments was a senator from Indiana named Birch Bay. Birch Bay, the only person to author two constitutional amendments outside of and after the Founding Fathers. He authored the 25th Amendment in 1963, creating the line of presidential succession, and the 26th Amendment in 1971, which lowered the voting age to 18. The trend of men leaving their bottom button of their suit jacket unbuttoned started in the early 1900s when King Edward VII of England was a little too portly to button the bottom of his jacket, which started a fashion trend. Yeah, it was all because of a little bit of, well, extra around the belly area. On men's dress shirts, the buttons are on the right side and the holes are on the left, but on women's shirts, it's the opposite. Supposedly, it was to help chambermaids who dressed rich people so they knew which shirts were for which person. Yeah. 
So if you're buttoning the left side, guys, you are wearing a women's shirt. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, some people are doing that on purpose. Uh, the highest rated TV star, the highest rated TV movie ever was The Day After. Yeah, the highest rated TV movie ever was The Day After on ABC in 1983 about a nuclear war between the U.S. and Soviet Union. Steve Gutenberg was in it, and uh, more than 100 million people watched it. Yeah, it was uh, quite the subject of interest uh, in the early 80s, was it not? All right, those are your random facts. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Thanks for being here on your Wednesday. Coming up next hour, we will be talking with Greg Thurman of Thurman and Flanagan, talking law, some things you really need to know when it comes to getting in an accident. And uh, right now, getting a look at your headlines from around the globe. Donald Trump indicted again in connection with his efforts to cling to power after his defeat in the 2020 election. The indictment handed down by a federal grand jury in Washington charges the former president with uh, with being responsible for efforts to reverse his defeat at the polls. And Meta Platforms has offered to seek consent for highly personalized ads in Europe. The company said it could update its systems to ask users for permission as soon as the end of October. It's an attempt to end a years-long tussle over the legality of ads targeted based on how people interact with Facebook and Instagram. If many users decline, Meta would have fewer signals to infer interests and build audiences for ads that make up most of their revenue. And foreign buying of U.S. homes fell for a sixth straight year, sinking to the lowest level on record. International buyers bought 84,600 homes in the year ending in March, which was down 14% from the prior year. The dollar volume of residential real estate the buyers purchased fell 9.6% to $53.3 billion, and a record low since the National Association of Realtors began collecting the data in 2011. Those are your headlines from around the world. Good morning. Good morning and happy Wednesday to you. Can you believe we're already on Wednesday here? Yeah, we're getting over the hump here and uh, school's going to be back in sesh before too long. August is upon us, of course. And uh, there are a few cool things coming up in August that, uh, you know, kind of at the first of the month, we like to kind of get you squared away, get myself squared away on what exactly may be coming up and... On TV, if you are a TV watcher, the third and final season of Physical hits Apple Plus today. Never seen it before. No idea what that is. Uh, Season two of Winning Time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty on HBO, a.k.a. Max, uh, starts on Sunday. Yeah, a really fascinating series there. Not, Not the most wholesome. You know, I wish they could do some of this stuff with, you know, and make it to where you know, younger audiences can watch and still, you know, get the the gist of what uh, what's going on without being so graphic. But uh, anyway, sound like an old guy, I guess. Uh, season three of Only Murders in the Building premieres August 8th. That's with uh, Steve. What's his face? Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve, Steve Martin and Martin Short. And what's her name? Selena Gomez. Yeah. I thought the first season was really good. Got through the second season almost, but then got tired of it. It got too weird and just, you know, when the writing just starts to lose steam. So I don't know. Um, And then the final season of Billions lands on the 13th this month. The latest Star Wars spinoff, Star Wars Ahsoka, 
premieres on Disney Plus August 23rd. Now, on in the movie theater, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem opens today. Meg 2, The Trench, arrives Friday. Strays with Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx as disgruntled dogs hits theaters on the 18th. So does the new uh, DC Comics movie Blue Beetle and Gran Turismo. Uh, that opens on the 25th. Now, the NFL preseason gets started this Thursday. The Jets and Browns on NBC kick it off. Everyone gets started then next week. And if you're a tennis fan, the U.S. Open starts on uh, August 28th. So those are some things to look forward to from an entertainment standpoint coming up in August. Oh, and back to school as well, which, you know, not so fun for the kids sometimes. Yeah, it can be. Okay, you know, it depends on how you look at it, but uh, usually a lot of fun for the parents. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, if you have ever fed a parking meter and wonder where the money goes, it might have been going to a birthday cake. 45-year-old Sakella Coles was the director of parking enforcement for a town in Pennsylvania until she was caught stealing from parking meters. She would have employees turn in all the coins that they got from the meters, and then another worker would convert it into cash, and then she'd keep the cash in her desk. A portion of it would be used as her own petty cash for things like the cost of food, birthday cakes, office parties, and restaurant trips for her and her staff. She's also accused of voiding parking tickets for her own family members. The investigation reportedly took months, and she'd been charged with theft and receiving stolen property, among other things. So, yeah, I mean, this is not good for these parking cops. These, what do they call them, meter maids? It's just not good because you already are people that society doesn't like very much. And then we hear stories that you're just taking the money and buying birthday cakes. Officials say that she stole more than $4,300, and that is stranger than fiction. Good morning. All right, we're back in the studio with Greg Thurman talking law with Thurman and Flanagan. We've uh, learned about areas of practice. We've learned about some injury case specifics and what to do and what not to do. Greg, thanks for being here. We've teased it last week, but what are the top three things that people injured might be surprised to learn about how the system actually works? I I think number one, people are shocked that we don't have a pay-as-you-go system. What I mean by that is if a party immediately says, hey, I'm sorry, I ran that stoplight and I T-boned you and and broke your back, just because that party and then subsequently their insurance company admits that they're 100% at fault, that doesn't mean that they're going to pay for your medical treatment as you get it. Right. So I think that's the thing that stuns people. Uh, they think that, well, they'll go to the hospital and they don't even want to give the hospital their own health insurance information. Or, you know, if they have med pay through their own policy, they, they don't want to even open that up because they think, well, this other party has admitted they did it, so they should be paying my bills. I think a lot of that goes back to some of the slogans that are out there. But we, you know, like a good neighbor, putting you back where you belong, you know, you're in good hands. These are just a few that I'm sure a lot of our listeners are used to. And again, let me be clear, I am not anti-insurance. And in fact, you know, my father, his brothers, they had an insurance agency. Some of my good friends are insurance agents. But I think because of some of the the marketing that's out there, there's this this misnomer that you're going to be taken care of on the front end. And that's not how our system works. A good agent can really help you understand the system and help provide the coverages 
through your own policy that are going to help you because of the way our system is set up. But one of the things that I have learned over the years is the agents are not the ones that make the decisions with regards to how the claim is adjusted. Those are the adjusters. And most of the larger companies have, you know, consolidated all their adjusters, either in New York or Dallas or California. And so they're not living in our community. They're not understanding, you know, on a daily basis what this person's going through, like the agents, you know, that, that are in the community. And so I always tell, you know, my, my clients, don't don't blame the agents. The agents are, are, are doing their job. Let me battle with the insurance adjusters because that's kind of where the fight uh, typically is. I think the third thing is that almost immediately after an accident, the burden of proof shifts from the party that caused it, the negligent party, to the injured party. And what I mean by that is I hear all the time people say, but Greg, they've admitted that they were at fault. They were they ran the red light. They crossed the center line. There's no argument over who caused this accident. And I say, I understand that. But there's four elements of negligence. You have a duty to, you know, to keep a lookout, follow the rules, be a reasonable person. If you breach that duty and you cause an accident that damages that person, then you're responsible for those damages. But the duty, breach, and causation, those first three elements, in the majority of the cases, that's pretty clear cut, okay? So almost immediately, that fourth element, damages, becomes the injured party's burden of proof. Okay. Okay. They're the party that suddenly, they weren't at fault, they're injured. And now they have to prove their damages. So the third thing is I'm suddenly the party that has the responsibility to get the medical treatment, deal with the medical bills that are coming in. I've missed work. You know, they suddenly are are bearing the the full consequences of this other party's negligent uh, action. And and the, the burden of proving their case shifts to them once you get past the who done it factor. Wow, that's surprising because I think people would operate like I'm I'm the victim, I'm going to get taken care of, everything's going to be fine, but not only are you fronting your medical costs, you also have the burden of proof on you and which all the more reason you've got to have someone that has your back. Absolutely. A lot of what I do initially in in the initial consults is just explaining to people how the system works and it's always shocking to them. Yeah. And I think that's because they don't understand that because they think it's going to be completely the opposite, but it's not. Yeah. So in closing, let me recap. The top three things that surprises people about accident cases when they're in is that we don't have a pay-as-you-go system. And that's because number two, the, the slogans that they've heard their entire life make them think that we do. And then number three, the burden of proof shifts almost immediately to the fourth element of negligence, which is damages. Excellent. Okay. Thank you very much for talking us through that as we are talking law with Thurman and Flanagan. Thanks for being in studio, Greg. Next week, we will talk a bit more about damages. Yes. And there are, there's a lot to talk about, Ike, and I look forward to, to that discussion. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Happy Wednesday to you. You know about half of relationships start with a blank? What is that blank? Uh, You know, believe it or not, the phrase sliding into your DMs, DM stands for direct messages, it's now a decade old. The phrase sliding into your DMs, it's at least 10 years old. I think I just learned it like, I don't know, six months ago, maybe? A lot's changed over the last 10 plus years of social media. Dating.com has the results of a new survey and 47% of people said their relationship began because one of them decided to message the other in the direct messages. So basically, half of relationships are starting with a DM, a direct message. Of course, they were talking to people who were on the dating scene 
in recent years, so the pool didn't include people who have been married for 40 years and had never heard of social media when they were when when they were uh, dating or whatever. But 47% shows the massive impact of social media on new relationships. 72% of people said that social media has been a cause of conflict, either in their current or previous relationships. 79% use social media to announce their relationship, you know, uh, Facebook official, if you will. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> 50% admitted to fighting with their partner about still having an ex's photos visible on their Facebook or Instagram pages. Yeah, that seems like that would be a little awkward because you're dating someone and you have pictures with them and then, and then you know, you break up and you date someone else. Do you go back and purge your 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 timeline or whatever I, I you know you see this kind of unfortunately this isn't funny but you know when people are uh, you know they divorce or whatever and then you you see their social media and like there's no sign that they were ever married to this person uh, it's kind of weird I don't know I don't know it's I, I could probably make a case either way for somebody feeling like they needed to do that 55 percent of uh, people say that their partners often distracted by social media on their cell phone why they are while they are having uh, trying to have a conversation with them. So uh, that's just, uh, is that the, mainly the guys? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, I don't know. There you go. Half of relationships now starting with a DM. So, you know, that's that's going to be the story that you tell your grandkids. Well, little Johnny, one night I heard a notification and I went over to my DMs and I saw that there was a message from a little guy. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, but anyway, that's... Think about it. It's going to be part of their uh, th- part of their family history at that point. Started with a DM and ended in with a telepathic, you know, flying car thing or something. All right, good morning. Now, your headlines. Richard Barnett of Gravit began his prison sentence yesterday. Of course, Barnett became infamous for his role in the January 6th insurrection of the Capitol. He was photographed with his feet up on the desk of former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Bennett will serve, or Barnett, sorry, will serve four and a half years for eight crimes, including theft of governmental property and civil disorder. He's, of course, filed an appeal for that sentence. And J.B. Hunt announced it's buying 13 zero-emission electric trucks. According to Talk Business and Politics, the trucks are coming from Phoenix-based manufacturer Nikola Corporation, including 10 battery electric and 3 hydrogen fuel cell trucks. The fuel cells create electric power by combining hydrogen with oxygen. And yesterday it was announced that the third and final Crimson and Cardinal Classic will happen yet again, featuring the Arkansas Razorbacks and Oklahoma Sooners. The game will take place on December 9th, and for the third straight year it'll be played in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the BOK Center. Those are your headlines. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law. Hope you're having a great morning so far. Are you an avid reader? There's less and less, I think, avid readers out there. My wife reads all the time. All the time. My goodness, all the time. And she doesn't seem to have a hard time getting into a book. But some people out there do. You know, whether they read it for a little while, eh, this doesn't uh, grab me there, you know. So I'm going to keep going. And move on to another book, and then they, you know, you get you get part of the way through, and and then you stop reading it. I mean, I do have a lot of halfway read books. I hate to say it. Uh, anyway, though, 
According to a new report, it says it takes a person an average of 36 minutes or 29 pages to get lost in a book. But even if they, uh, if you aren't a book person now, you could be down the road. Seven in ten readers say that book immersion gets easier with age. So 29 pages or 36 minutes to get lost in a book. Is that 20? That's uh, 36 minutes straight of reading, 29 pages straight of reading to get lost in the book. Okay, so sticking with it longer, not little short blips here and there. Uh, Here's another stat. More than half of Gen Zers and over one-fourth of men usually read books in the bathroom. Okay? Which we assume means, well, you know, on the toilet, right? I mean, what else are you going to be doing in there? Probably tweeting. I don't know. But uh, anyway, that is, uh, according to one poll, take from it what you will, whether it's something or nothing at all. I completely understand. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review. Rate us whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up. Show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.